1: Welcome to Historical Jesus, I'm Mark Vinette. The word Testament in the expression New Testament refers to a new covenant that Christians believe completes or fulfills the Mosaic Covenant or the Old Covenant that the national God of Israel made with the people of Israel on Mount Sinai through Moses, described in the books of the Old Testament. Christians traditionally view this new covenant as being prophesied in the Hebrew Bible's book of Jeremiah. The Bible is the most significant book in the Western canon. It's also the book upon which the post-antiquity Western civilization was built upon. Let's delve into the origins of this immensely important and influential book. Gary Stevens of the History in the Bible podcast shares with us his views on this remarkable book. In this special episode, we examine the New Testament as we continue our deep survey of the Bible in search of the historical Jesus.
0: I want to explore the origins of the sacred documents of the Christians. The great compendium of Christian sacred scriptures is, of course, the New Testament. That this compendium exists at all is a peculiarity. The compulsion to acquire a collection of sacred texts was a Jewish idiosyncrasy. No one else in the ancient Middle East or the Roman Empire had the least inclination to do so. No Roman or Greek or Assyrian or Egyptian or Babylonian ever averred that some books contained the truth about their religion. They had no creeds to proclaim the true nature of the gods – No precise definitions of faith. No such thing as orthodoxy or heresy. What you believe was your own business. But how you worshipped was a matter for public gossip. The New Testament we have today consists of four Gospels. Thirteen letters attributed to Paul. Eight letters attributed to other apostolic figures. A History, the Book of Acts. And an Apocalypse, the Book of Revelation. That makes 27 books. Mercifully, Catholics, Orthodox and Protestants have the same books in the same order in their respective libraries. As so often, the odd man out is the collection used by the Ethiopian Orthodox. This includes another eight books. In other traditions, these additional books are regarded as books of church order and letters by the early church fathers. Nice to know, but not so compelling that they have to be included in the Bible. But a lot of those extra Ethiopian books were mooted for inclusion into the canon for centuries and just missed out. How did Christianity arrive at this collection? The answer is simply, we don't know. Most texts revered as sacred by the ancient Christians have been lost, destroyed, forgotten or simply not copied. After the death of Jesus, Christians produced a huge variety of books. A few of these entered the canon. Floating around were Gospels attributed to the Apostles Thomas, John, Philip and Peter and many others. Ancient Christians knew far more Gospels than the four we know today. They also knew many more books of the deeds of the Apostles. We know of books called the Acts of Pilate and the Acts of Andrew, again amongst many others. No less than two other Apocalypses were attributed to Peter and two to Paul. Christians had a large bookshop to choose from. In the century after the death of Jesus, Christians did just fine without a sacred library. Jesus' clubs had no written accounts of Jesus' life and teachings. When the earliest Christians appealed to writings, they cited the Jewish Old Testament in its Greek form, the Septuagint. The Old Testament scriptures provided the scaffolding within which the life, sayings and achievements of Jesus were constructed. The Jesus Clubs were slow to realise that they needed a library separate from the Jewish writings. That library, the New Testament, was three centuries in the making. Until about the year 400, Christianity lacked a central authority that could impose its will and determine which books were sacred and which not. The church was run by archbishops and bishops whose remit ended with their diocese. These were the people who decided which books their particular flocks should be reading. The collection of sacred Christian books remained in contention for centuries.
1: Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss Ron in Texas Lost 35 Pounds Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calatrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking calatrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. H-I-S-T-O-R-Y Using the code 30605
0: No missionary ever arrived in a town with a big book they called the New Testament. Until as late as the age of printing, say from 1450 on, the New Testament was rarely disseminated as a single book. Instead, it was circulated in several packages. The most common were the Gospels, on the one hand, and the letters of Paul on the other. Some congregations might have heard of Acts and the general epistles, and others may have used Revelation. The sacred library we call the New Testament came together very slowly. By the year 150, three or four generations after the death of Jesus, all the evidence we have says that only a few books were in wide circulation. Most people preferred stories passed down orally. The Septuagint, The Greek translation of the Old Testament was the only written sacred text that Christians recognised. As long as Christians could allegorically interpret the Old Testament as about Jesus, they had no need for new books. The man who forced Christians to take stock and decide which books they really believed in was Marcion. He is the most important figure in early Christianity that you have never heard of. He flourished a century after the death of Jesus. The apostles were long, long gone. The apostolic fathers, Clement, Ignatius, Polycarp and Papias, successors to the apostles, were also gone. Marcion was a wealthy ship owner, the son of a bishop from Asia Minor. He arrived in Rome around 140. The Roman Empire was in a golden age. Never again would it be so prosperous. The third and final Jewish revolt against the Romans had been decisively quashed. Jewish variants of Christianity faded into historical memory with the destruction of Jerusalem by the Emperor Hazian. Christianity was now almost entirely Gentile. We cannot really know how many Christians the empire contained. One guess is less than 10,000, mainly scattered in towns in Greece, Egypt, Asia Minor and in Italy. In Rome, which probably already had the largest Jesus club in the empire, Marcion made a spectacular entrance by donating 200,000 sesterces to the church. In those days, a Roman legion received an annual salary of 1,000 sesterces, and a senior officer in the army, 40,000 sesterces. Marcion's gift was huge. Marcion started teaching doctrines that struck the Roman Christians as rather off. He said that the God in the Septuagint, the God of the Jews, was not the father of Jesus. In the Old Testament, God is petulant, angry and violent. The Jewish God demanded adherence to his law. He punished the Jews when they failed. Now this God was not evil, but rigorously just. Since no one kept his laws perfectly, he was a wrathful God. Marcion held all this to be irrelevant to the new religion of Christianity. Marcion held the Jewish scriptures to be historically true, and Judaism true in its own terms. But Judaism had nothing to do with Christianity. The Old Testament was the scripture of someone else's religion. In his view, Jesus was the son and revealer of a different God. This God had not given the law to Moses and would not judge mankind. The Father of Jesus was a God of perfect love and righteousness. He would punish no one. He brought reconciliation, redemption, life. The God of Jesus came into the world to save people from the vengeful God of the Jews. Jesus' God was previously unknown to the world. Marcion sometimes calls him God the Stranger. Jesus appeared out of the blue. He accomplished what no mortal could possibly have hoped for. Jesus paid the penalty for other people's sins to save them from the anger of the Jewish God. Marcion decided to throw out the Old Testament. He created a wholly new set of scriptures. Marcion saw Paul
1: as the real founder of Christianity. The easiest way to support this podcast is to tell one friend. I'm Mark Vinette. Thank you for sharing your time with me.